Welcome to the Swim Swam Podcast. I'm your host, Coleman Hodges. Joining us today, he is hot off of six medals. I'm I'm counting that right. Six medals at the 2021 Short Course World Championships today. We're sitting down with Ryan Held. What's up, man? Not much. Thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure. First of all, hot topic of of the day, really. Team Ryan, what's the likelihood yeah. that we get a Team Ryan relay? I so the the, the conversation originally started. Um, we were at practice, and it was a power day, so you know it's one of those like fifteen, like six strokes on like you know two minutes. So there's a lot of like downtime, um, and we were talking. Uh, the guys at ASU now, that's where I'm training. Um, and we were is originally started with that world record that I broke with the master's swimmers. And because at first people were like, wow, Ryan, like you broke the master's world record. Like, that's crazy. And I was like, yeah, but I broke it at a, only a certain meet at a certain qualification for a certain time period, like time age group. Yeah. And so they were like, I had to explain that. And so someone was like, man, that kind of sounds like a LeBron fact or something. Cause you know, LeBron facts are like, he's the first player to be wearing <laughs> these shoes and have a triple double on this date. Seriously. And so, um, and someone's, I, it was Carter Swift. I'm pretty sure was like, well, that's crazy. Cause I think I'm like the fastest Carter in the world. And then, but then we kind of started talking like names like, Oh, who's the fastest, you know, this in the world, that in the world. And then it kind of got involved in the conversation like, well, what about the like the all Ryan relay? Like, you know, Ryan Held, Ryan Hoffer, uh, Ryan Lochte, Ryan Murphy. And then we then we kind of started talking like and then Grant House was trying to get in there. He's like, well, Grant Hackett, me. And then he was like trying to name other Grands. Uh-huh. And then, yeah, it all kind of started like, yeah, who would be like the fastest name relay? of and originally i was just thinking like short course yards um but long course meters probably is is the better um i don't know probably the better probably the better race um but i i read the article and some some comments i was like i don't know if you could really include like milrod kavik did he like he kind of went by mike but but there, there are some really interesting relays out there like i saw one comment was like the mixed weather relay it was like summer macintosh autumn fink or something summer fink and like like wow how how do you how do people know all these names like it was really cool actually it's been really interesting to, to read the comments and like think what actually would be what could happen what would happen Dude, I, I, I didn't read enough comments. I didn't see the mixed weather relay, but that has to be the, the best one I've heard so far. Yeah, the mixed uh, weather relay was pretty fun. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's legendary. Um, hold on. You broke a master's world record? Oh, yeah, yeah. So I broke, um, I was at the, it was my first master's meet. Mm-hmm. And it was when the team was at their midseason in oh, ASU was at the midseason invite in Greensboro 
And we kind of wanted a, a meet to get prepared for short course worlds. And for some reason, masters swim short course yards or short course meters. And it was at being hosted at ASU. So I was like, okay, yeah, you know, like I'll do it and it'll be, it'll be fun. And actually that a, that masters meet was, was actually, it was really long because it was like three meets combined into one because of COVID. But it was also really fun because it kind of became like, in a way it was full circle of swimming. So what I mean is when you go, when you're a young kid, you know, boys and girls are like sitting in little circles, like talking to their coaches and girls got like really decorated parkas on. And then at this master's meet, it was really funny because like 70, 80 year old women were like, and like decorated parkas, like, how did I swim coach? Like, and then the guys are just like sitting in lawn chairs, just talking about this and that. It was really funny. Like, wow. It just comes full circle of, you know, beginning and end. Um, but anyways, getting to the race. Yeah. I broke Cesar Cielo's master's record of 21, three. And I was like 21, two, but so in sometimes did a pretty good clickbait job. They're like, Ryan Held breaks world record parentheses, masters swimmers. So like you have, you can only break it at a master's sanctioned meet. Um, so like 21, two wasn't even my best time at the time, but like, it was still a world record. So, uh, and that's what people didn't understand. It was like, you can only break it at a master's sanctioned meet for a certain age group. Um, and that's what I did. And that's kind of how the whole, whole thing started is, uh, explaining yeah to some, yeah, to some teammates and whatever. Masters meets are funny in that way. Well, in, in two ways, right. One is that like they have, you have the master's world records and they, they kind of mean that you're the fat, like you said, yeah. you're the fastest of this age group. If you did it at a master's yeah. competition. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then the other way is like, I remember going to a master's meet with my older brother and like, I was acting as his coach and he was swimming and we, we were so surprised, like pleasantly surprised at how much it felt like an age group meet only yes. the participants were like 40 to 70 year old people <laughs> instead yeah. of like 10 to 15 year old people. It was great. Yeah. And it, it was, it was pretty fun. Um, just, just like doing an average swim in my mind, like hopping out and, and people would just be like, Oh my gosh, that was the craziest thing. Like, can I touch you and get some of your speed? Like I, wow, you just made my whole weekend. And like, it was for, I'm pretty sure it was like the 200 free, which I, it was like one, oh, maybe it was like 152 or something. It wasn't anything like great for spectacular like world ranking or anything but people were like wow that was that was super cool to watch you swim and so that was that was really nice and um just kind of it felt good to hear um and just be in that situation again no kidding um but that, i mean that sounds great and then it got, coming off of that you know a month or so later um you get a short course world's what a meet which you have excelled at before. Um, how do you feel heading into this 2021 short course world champs? Um, especially knowing that you got to do individual swims this time. Yeah, I was really pumped um, that I got to do individual swims. Um, I was thinking 
I was I was thinking that maybe I would maybe get selected for the meet, but um, maybe I wouldn't because um, I, I heard rumors. I was like, oh, USA is only gonna take, you know, six swimmers, six men, six women, like whatever. Um, so I was like, ah, no, maybe I don't know. But uh, when I got the call or when I got the email that was like would swim the individuals like, heck, yeah, this would be, you know, I'm super pumped now. This is awesome. Um but to be honest, I was a little, I was a little nervous because I just, so I moved to Phoenix in like August and then pretty much late August, all of September, I was gone um, for ISL. And that really just left me October and November to train at a brand new facility, brand new coach. And it was kind of funny when I was at um, Naples and for ISL, I was talking about going to Phoenix and they're like, Oh, cool. Like who's your strength coach. And I was like, I, I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. And so then that was kind of, that kind of was like, Oh shoot. Like, I guess I only have two months. Like uh, I better, you know, get in and focus here when I, when I get back to um, Phoenix. So I was a little nervous that, you know, just, just as always training, changing coaches, changing programs, um, and my first real taper meet was going to be uh, short course worlds. So like, like big, big, big risk right there. But um, I've really enjoyed working with Herbie. He has just been, you know, super fun, super pleasant to work with. And so, um, and, you know, just, just trusted him, trusted the work that I've been doing, trusted just, and yeah, trusting myself in the training that I've had. And yeah, did really, really, really well. I was super, at first it was, well, yeah, I mean, obviously like the first race is like, I don't know what's going to happen. You know, something could happen. But when, when I did that first race and I went really well, I was like, all right, you know, I, you know, all those, you know, thoughts, what ifs are just, they're gone. They're out of my head. You know, it's all just racing time now. That, I mean, that's, that's really great to hear. I'm, so I'm looking at it now. You won silver in the 1500 free. Did you swim on every relay for the US? I did not swim. Wait. Yeah. Both medleys and all three free relays, right? No, the, the one relay I did not swim on was the two, the mixed two medley. Okay. So you weren't on a mix, but you swam yeah. on everything else. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah that's a lot. <laughs> um, so you're, you, you had a lot of swims in those six days. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it was, um, yeah. In the, the one day I was most worried about was like, it was the 50, I was leading off the 200 freestyle relay. And then that was the first event. There was like women's hundred women's hundred or 200 back or something. And then the men's hundred free semifinals. So I was, I was actually pretty nervous. Like, who, I don't know. You know, I'm like seated seventh right now and I'm already just going to be cooking myself on this 50 and have maybe like 10 minutes later. Like, I don't know. But, um, I texted her, like I texted Herbie and I was like, Hey man, like I'm kind of nervous about this. And he's like, Oh dude, don't worry about it. It's just like a college dual meet. And I was like, wow, you're right. Like, oh, okay, well, then this is nothing. Like, I do this. I've literally done this for like four years in a row. I've done the 50, 10-minute break, 100 free. 
Um, and so it was just like a, like, okay, yeah, like I, I definitely can do this. And did that, I think I was seated third or maybe, maybe second or third. Um, and then later that night I had the eight free relay. So that was like, that was the first time I've tripled in a long time at like a international meet like that. That might've been the first time I've ever tripled at an international meet, but um, yeah, it was the eight free. It was weird. Cause like the eight free was the relay I was most worried about, but it was the relay all the coaches were like, oh, yeah, we're for sure going to win this. Like, we got this in the bag. And I was like, I don't know. Brazil, like, crushed a, like crushed the world record, you know, for three years ago. And, yeah. you know, Italy's looking pretty good. And Russia, you're always good. And the coach was like, no, no, we got this. Because <laughs> I, I didn't want to happen. I didn't want to happen what happened, what I did in 2018. Again, we're in 2018. I think I had like the fastest going out hundred split. I was like 40. I want to say it was like 40, like seven or six or something going out. Like I was cooking. Yeah. <laughs> and then the last hundred, I honestly, my legs felt like I was just riding a bike. There was no like straight leg. It was bend at the knees. Oh my gosh, I can't move. Um, and so that's what I was really nervous about, but with, I think, you know, I've been training a lot of 200 stuff at, here at ASU. So I think that all, all paid out or all pay. Um, yeah. 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 Uh, so I, I literally just got off with, um, Shane Casas and he, oh, yeah. he told me, um, he was like the 800 free relay at short course worlds was the one I was most excited for. Cause my 200 was feeling great. And they're like, no, we need you for the two back instead. So you're not going to be on that relay. He was like, dang. Um, but that, I mean, that relay kind of surprised me. I, I knew the U S had a good shot, but like you said, in 2018, it was such a surprising race because Brazil and Russia were both under the world record. It was like this crazy thing. I think the U S got fourth. Yeah. Uh, we got fourth. Okay. Me, Zane, Blake, and Jacob Pep, or me, Zane, me, Zane, Blake, and Zach Harding. And okay. Relay. So like it was, it was a good relay, but it was just such a wild race that it's like I don't really know what to expect. The U.S. was in lane one, right? You guys were like yep, we were outside lane. lane. Yep. Um. So, <laughs> so then you guys just like crushed it, and, and you did great. Uh. So that yeah. <laughs> it, it it was it was totally bizarre because like the. You know, the one relay I thought, like, the couple of relays who I thought we were just going to absolutely crush, we did well. And then the one relay, I was like, oh, man, I don't know about the 4 by 2 We won, and we nearly set the world record, um, which was – I was uh, I was so mad. I was, like, just thinking to myself, like, oh, man, if I could have just done this one little thing, you know, if I would have just kicked out on my third 50 instead of just coming up right to a stroke, like – maybe that would have been the point one to get the world record. But I was shocked because, you know, it wasn't like, you know, like, I mean, Julian, um, uh, Trenton, sorry. I always can, I always say Julian Hill instead of Trenton Julian, but Trenton, um, Carson and Kieran, like not, that's a, like, um, like down talk these guys, but like, it wasn't like the usual suspects it wasn't Townley. It wasn't Blake. It wasn't, 
um, like um, Andrew for the two, two 800 free relay. So I really wasn't, I really didn't think we were that close to the world record. Like, because when, when Brazil said in 2021 or 2018, it was like, Oh my God, you know, that relay is never going to be touched. This is crazy. Like 447 or 147s. Like, this is absolutely nuts. Like no one could ever touch this again for years. And then it seemed like we just had, you know, the four IMR slash two IMR, the two flyer, uh, me who had just tripled. And then Kieran, who is probably like the most 200 freestyler on a relay. And, and we won. We nearly <laughs> set the world record. So it was, it was awesome. We were all four of us were like, we were all like, let's go. And then after that, I felt like the, the momentum for team USA really switched. We like, we were all firing, hitting on all cylinders. Cause before it was like, ah, you know, COVID's kind of, you know, we had some good swims, but COVID was like, kind of bringing everyone down because it was like yeah. we get tested and people were leaving but after that eight free relay it was like yeah let's go we're back baby team usa we're coming yeah i mean the so the world record they basically averaged 141 mids like you said oh yeah um, yeah 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 and Sorry, 141 uh, sevens yeah. yeah 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 and so, so yeah it seems pretty untouchable and then yeah, you guys just go out there and do the same thing. It's like 41, 41, 41. Um, I mean, it, was, it was so that was a cool race. It seems like it seems like it was a great meet uh, for for you for USA. So let's backtrack a little. Like you said, you moved to Phoenix at the end of August. Um, if I'm not mistaken, this was driven by your now fiance. Is that right? Yes. Um... So more or less the training situation at Alabama just kind of dissolved. Um, there really wasn't, there was no more. So um, yes, my fiance, um, Lexi, who I met swimming in NC state, got a job for the Arizona diamondbacks. And it was like, you know, it could, you know, go out there, maybe train with ASU I thought about going back to NC state, maybe going to Indiana, maybe Texas, but we've been doing distance for about two years. And it was like, it just, you know, it had all the right factors, um, had a great swim program, you know, I I could actually live in the same city and not have like, even in the same time zone would have been awesome, but now we are in the same city. So it just, all the factors seemed to work out. Um, yeah, I moved here in August, um, had like two weeks here. And then I went to ISL and I was talking with their family when I was in Italy about planning this whole thing. And cause I had the ring a while ago. Um, I bought the ring that summer, this summer. And when I got back from Italy, it was going to be like the next weekend. And so I was super, super paranoid. Like someone's going to text, like one of our family members is going to text me and it's going to be on my phone or like, I'm going to let it slip that she, she like, cause she forgot something at home or something. And I was like, Oh, why don't you just tell your mom to bring it next? Well, Oh wait, what? No, like I, I didn't say that. <laughs> like I was afraid something was going to happen, but um, it didn't luckily. And she was very surprised and yeah, it's been great since. That's awesome. Well, obviously, congrats. Oh, thank you. <laughs> that's that's super exciting. Um, and so, yeah, so then you you got through ISL, you get back to Phoenix, you have two months to train. 
Um, tell me a little more about, you know, just getting acclimated to training with ASU, with Herbie and with that group of athletes. So it's, it's again, like I was saying, it's kind of full circle. So as I was this young kid wanting to be, you know, wanting, you know, rise to stardom, I trained with Colin Jones at NC state. And so like, I'm, I'm a little younger than what he was now, like when, and than what he was to me at that time. But I do feel like I'm kind of the, like the old pro guy that people like, wow. So wait, what do you do when this happens? What about this? What are your thoughts on this? And I kind of feel like I'm that, that, just like that old kind of set a good example, work hard, do all this stuff for ASU because ASU right now is about five years like what seems like behind NC state. So when I was at NC state, it was talking about like, okay, how are we going to be number one? How are we going to do this? We want to win every freestyle event at ACCs. And then how are we going to do this? What are our season goals? We want to, we want to do this, this, and this at NCAAs. And right now at ASU, they're almost having like the exact conversations. Like we want to do this at PAC 12. We want to do this at NCAAs all right, we want to build this team to be a championship caliber team year in, year out. Like, how are we going to do this? So it's, it's actually pretty nice because we've got a lot of um, young, hungry guys that are just like want to be who are just kind of tired of like, now nah, it's the Pac-12, whatever. If it's not Cal or Stanford or you like, man, we don't care. They're, they're pretty hungry. They want to make a name for themselves. And so that helps me training because like, I can't let these young guys show me up. I, I gotta, I gotta beat them and train them. And then they're also like, man, if I can, you know, if I can beat Ryan, like, Oh man, I'm having a good day. Like, so it's this constant, everyone's just pushing each other to be at a higher level. Um, and all the while Herbie's this young, um, young coach open to change, open ideas. Uh, but also just very, he was a swimmer himself. So he's very like, in tune with what we're all thinking and going through. So it's, it's been, it's actually a pretty nice, um, good chemistry group. Yeah. So if I'm not mistaken, you train with Herbie pretty much every day or in that group every day. Mm -hmm. Um, what is, what are the practices like, and are they, you know, are they significantly different than what you're used to with Coley or with uh, at NC state, or is it fairly similar? So actually Herbie is kind of like a hybrid of NC State and Coley. So what I mean is like, it's not, so when, when I was training with Coley, it would be like, it'd be like 325s. The first 12 and a half of each is like streamline kick and then six strokes finishing with your right. Number two is six strokes finishing your left. And number three will be like streamline kick to 15 dive down to the bottom of the pool, flip off, like just kind of something crazy like that. Uh, but then NC State is kind of your more standard, like, all right, we're doing six ones and then 450s. And then we're going to do like a set of, you know, 275s and a 25, three rounds. And like that whole thing twice, like kind of more standard, like, oh, okay, I can look at this and see what's going on. <laughs> and so Herbie is the hybrid of we're doing short, super specific race pace stuff, but in a more like standard, okay, like just 
like 25, 50, 75, 275s or something. It's not like this crazy, we're doing all this into a 360 flip into the pool. Um, so yeah, it, it's been going great. We've, and what we've, I mean, ASU has great facilities. So like some, so like I'll just like a basic week is like Monday morning is power. So that's buckets, racks, socks, stuff like that. Monday night is 200 pace, which is, we got some really good 200 practices between um, Grant House, Jack Dolan, and um, um, a trend Julian. Oh, sorry. No, Julian Hill. Now I'm confused. Now I'm mixing the other Julian Hill. Um, and so that's been going great. Tuesday, Tuesday day is a single and it's like um, a work set. So it'll be, you know, 650s best average on two minutes, like 825s on 30 or a 75 on three. A 50 on two and like a 25 on one, three times, um, so, something kind of like that. And then Wednesday is Wednesday morning is kind of again, power, power racks, power towers. Uh, and then tonight, Wednesday is typically like, uh, a kind of, kind of another little mini, like a smaller version of that. So like six twenty fives on a minute or something, or, 350s on four minutes or something, but it's a, it's kind of like Tuesday, but just in a smaller chunk. And then Thursdays is kind of just recovery, long course, just swim out, more technique. Friday mornings are typically some like kick and like pace work. And then Friday nights are off the blocks. We're racing, um, going for it. And then Saturday mornings is like a Tuesday uh, morning. It's some kind of set, like, like, for example, like the Grant Hackett set, 16 25s every fourth, then 12 25s every third, 12 or eight 25 or like 50s or whatever. It, it's mm-hmm. some, some kind of variation of that. It would be like a good example. Um, and yeah, it, it's been going really, really well. Um, just, just enjoying guys, great training partners and really getting along with my coach. Nice. Congrats. That sounds sounds great. Um, In terms of other pros there, I I know Olivia Smaliga just moved there. Haley Flickender's been there for a while. Um, Is it nice to have, you know, other pros there, even if you're not training side by side with them every day? It is. It is. Um, I mean, Haley is just like super, super nice, incredible. Always have a, a like good attitude. And honestly, she's super inspiring because she is like just very like petite and small, but then in the weight room, she's like just ripping reds on the, like like the bar. And it was like, Oh my gosh, like she is strong. And it's really been, it's really fun having Olivia here too, as, as another fellow Illinois person and just like kind of another sprinter, but kind of the same person as me is like, can do the 200 can also do the 50. Um, but it can also do, you know, kind of things in between. And I think it just helps to have like, just, I think it's a good pro group right now with just us three, um, just very small, but very easily managed. And, um, 
Bob can kind of look out over all of us, see how we're all doing. It's not too many, like not too many cooks in the kitchen. Nice. Yeah. That's, that's, that seems like a good, a good place to be. Um, it's, it's awesome hearing that that's going well for you right now. Um, moving back a little bit further, uh, I, I'd like to ask about Olympic trials and your experience yeah. there. Um, <clears throat> so heading into Olympic trials, I know you were training with Coley at Alabama. How do you feel like your prep work went and how did you feel heading into that meet? So Coley and I sat down in Abu Dhabi and talked a little bit about it. And what we kind of agreed upon was like physically we had done the work, but mentally was like, we were just not happy uh, because from pretty much till maybe February or January. No, it must've been February. Um, probably actually January too. It was like all the pros had left. It just me and Ali. And uh, we gotten like kicked out of, well, not to rehash more, more things, but we gotten kicked out of Alabama. So we were driving 50 minutes to Birmingham to train their crossplex and then 50 minutes back. And then we were lifting in Coley's basement with like a power rack and stuff. And, and it was only me and Ali Kalafala, my roommate. And there was no like lively banter or talk. Cause there was no like, Oh man, did you, did you watch that game last night? Oh, it was crazy because I knew he'd watch that game. Cause I lived with them. And like, and so, and then like, instead of, you know, having like the kind of usual like music playing, we're having fun. There's like a few other guys I talked to when we got to Birmingham, I was like, all right, let's just get in the water. Let's do this. And let's just leave, like spend the least amount of time there. And then, then Coley was, was moving to Omaha. And then Ollie and I were thinking, we're like having to think about moving to different places. And so there was just so much stuff of like, mentally it was just like draining and it was just like tired don't want to be here don't want to do this but i think physically we we put in the work to do really well and then when we got to trials it was it was really strange actually it was like the first time i'd actually ever been alone like i didn't have a team i didn't have you know a roommate to talk to or take my mind off things it was once Coley like dropped me off at the hotel. I was like, all right, see you tomorrow. I was like, all right, we'll just sit here for like eight hours. I don't know what to do. Like I, I couldn't go into a friend's room and play cards or do this or that. Um, so that also made it pretty difficult. And, and yeah. And then the hundred free, I felt like I was, I felt like I've been going there. He was doing all the right things. And just to have, it almost make it get that sixth place in finals. Like, wow, you know, wow, I just barely made by the teeth, like skin of my teeth. I made that one. And then I was actually at a sandwich shop when I saw the, like the swim, swam comment, like article, it was like, you can only take 12 relay only swimmers. So I was like, wait, what? Like, I've never heard of this rule. No one's ever heard of this rule. And that was then that was like the day before, for the 50 or something. And I, then after that, I was like, mentally, I was just not at the pool. I was, I was like, 
thinking about the hundred free and, and stuff like that. And yeah, it was, it was pretty difficult, pretty, pretty rough to see all my friends make the team um, and then just kind of stand on the sidelines and just like, just go home basically. Not, not go, not go to training camp, not do this, just go home and then like watch the games on TV. That was pretty rough. Um, it was, it was pretty sad for me because I got, I just knew off that 2019 and even going into 2020, like things were just totally, totally different going in. But then all these things had to happen in 2021 um, that just didn't add up to me, like the factor of me swimming well. So yeah, it, it was definitely tough, tough moments. Yeah. The, I mean, you still placed, you were top eight in the fifties still, right? No, I think I was 12. Oh, okay. Sorry. My bad. <laughs> no, um, it's fine. So, so, I mean, I think it's amazing. You got sixth uh, just after hearing that context of leading into trials, like you said, it was a completely different situation than you'd ever been in. You were training with yeah. one other partner. You, you had, had no one at the meet itself, um, which is like probably one of the toughest meets mentally to be at. Um, yeah. especially if you're like left alone with your thoughts. Um, yeah. so, so then after trials, uh, what'd you do in July? Did you July. swim at all? <laughs> well, I thought about, I thought about maybe doing the Illinois, like state senior state championships, but, um, decided I, I tried to get back into swimming, but it was like, why, why am I doing this? I don't know why I'm doing this. Like this, what, this won't change anything. Like I, so I, I swam for about a week and a half and then I was like, all right, I'm done. I don't want to, I don't want to swim. I don't want to swim right now. And, uh, what I, what I do in July, I, well, I moved twice. So I moved from Alabama to Springfield, Illinois, and then Springfield to, uh, Phoenix, but I mean, honestly, I kind of just, just hung out at home. I did a little family, probably the, the, one of the harder times of the month of July was watch or not July, I guess it'd been August. Maybe it was July. I can't remember the date now, but we was at, um, I was at Traverse city, Michigan, just on a little family trip with my mom and dad and we just played like mini golf at like a classic Pirates Cove or something, just because we were bored and didn't really have anything to do. And then we came back home, like turned on the TV, and it, we were showing highlights for the men's hundred free. And that was a pretty, that was like really pretty tough on me. It was like, oh my gosh, I'm playing mini golf in Michigan while where I probably should have been in Tokyo swimming the hundred free but you know cuz i had one bad meet out of the 3 year period and like and in the last 6 months no one's coach resigned no one got kicked out of their facility no one lost their team around them no one got banned from the weight room and have to buy or make stuff 
at the last second in someone's basement. So, and then all, all the while Coley broke his foot. So he was on crutches. So he's not like walking up in the de- walking up and down the pool deck, you know, looking at us. It was like, he just, it was like, he sat in a chair and he gave us the set from one side. So that also did not help like mentally the fun factor or anything. Um, and yeah, it was, it was pretty rough. Like I kind of, I, when it first happened, I wanted to, you know, just like scream, tweet it. I was like, Oh man, this sucks. This is so unfortunate. Like, this is just BS, you know, no one had to deal with these situations that I'm dealing with, but um, didn't thankfully, cause I probably would have said something just horribly wrong um, or something that I probably would have like been hurtful that I didn't mean. Um, but yeah, just kind of like took back, like sat back, just actually just looked at it as a meet and like, you know, what happened, what, you know, I know, you know, what leading up to this, but what happened at the meet and stuff like that. And, and that was kind of what it just did in the month of July. It was like, just enjoy, just enjoy living. I don't know. Just go out and do the stuff you never got to do. Go out and bike and camp and see friends or whatever. Um, and actually shout out to Springfield, Illinois for this, because when I went home during that month of July, I was honestly expecting so many people to come up to me and be like, Oh, Ryan, you know, Oh, how trials go. Oh, you didn't make it. Oh, that's so sad. I'm sorry. But so many people came up to me, people I didn't even know. They were like, Ryan, we just want to tell you, you are like the biggest hero for Springfield, Illinois. Like we love you no matter what you could do. Like, you could swim anything and this city will be behind you no matter what. And I was like, wow, that that's great to hear. Cause I honestly, I was just expecting like, Oh, wow. You swam bad. Oh, okay. Sorry. Tough luck. Better next time. Oh, you know, go get them next Olympics. I was like, but so many people came up to me and like, Oh, Ryan, we just want to say, you know, we love watching you swim. You're like our biggest, like we love, we were so proud that you're from Springfield and you just make us all really proud. And, so that was that was really nice to hear and definitely lifted my spirits a lot. Swimming fans, take note. <laughs> that is that is how you greet an athlete that you're a fan of, uh, or parents, or fans, or whoever. That's that's so uplifting to hear. Um, yeah. Because damn that 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 was that was a lot. That yeah. sounded that sounded like a rough spat uh but yeah yeah it it was definitely rough um like i honestly i try i didn't watch like a single race of the t of the olympics on tv that was swimming i watched other sports that were not swimming but like i had to check swim swam because like i had to know the results um and so like i was cheering for guys that way but like i just couldn't watch the Olympics. I couldn't like actually watch them swim because that is what it made me like way too upset. And, but I, I was cheering those guys on and like watching just the results. Um, so yeah. And the, they did, they did really, really well. Like, I mean, I mean, shocker, it's team USA. Like, of course we're going to swim well. So just super happy and proud for those guys and just, yeah, glad, glad we can all just got, we got to know each other. Yeah. Does, so, so now looking, looking forward, we got hit with some more 
crappy news um, with world champs getting postponed. Um, where, where is your mindset at now? I know, I know you are in favor of a short course yards, long yes. course meters, us nationals, which is what we should do. USA swimming, but yes. so, so how did you handle that news? How have you, how has it sat with you the last few days? Yeah. So two, two things for this question. Um, the first is after the news broke, maybe Monday or something. Monday, I, after practice, Herbie pulled me out or pulled me out of the group after practice and was like, Hey man, like how are you, how are you feeling about, you know, this and worlds? And I was like, my honest, my, my first answer without even really thinking was like, well, honestly, like nothing worse can happen to me than 2021 trials. So I was like, honestly, it's, it's okay. You know, it's fine. Um, I think, I mean, it's really, I don't know. It's doesn't really make a difference to me now. Um, it just means like 2023 is going to be like absolutely loaded Two were or like kind of two worlds, a few months apart, a pan American games. And then like, I think another, um, 2020 and then yeah. The right. Yeah. And then I think another wugs was like, it's going to be jam packed with, with big meats. And I'd be very curious to know is like how, how USA is going to balance that. I was like, do you do a selection meet for the July one? And then like an October one for the January one, or do you do one selection meet for both or how, how do you do that? Or like, do you taper, go up, taper, come up? I don't know. Um, so, I mean, it's very, very tough situation for USA swimming. But the other thing is, yes, short course yards meet. I wouldn't, well, okay. So here's what my thoughts are. I would not mind if we kept that April. Well, it wouldn't be my first priority, my, my first choice. But like, if we could keep the April meet as is, and then have like another meet for like in 2017, our selection meet was in like late to mid June, like June 20th to the 27th or something. I would love a meet like that. And then just have all of July, all of August completely off, take a break from sports fatigue, COVID fatigue, whatever. Um, and just so you're not creating this like 2019, 2020, 2021 cycle, like this never ending super long season, just, I would love to end the season in June, like take the rest of the year. Like, well, just take, yeah, July, August off, be done with swimming. But honestly, I don't think they'll do that. They'll probably just do what they've done in years past is like a late July, early August, U.S. Nationals, uh, Irvine, Palo Alto, San Antonio. I, I for one, suggest – the San Antonio pool, the Northside Swim Center. That's like the greatest pool of all time. Don't at me. It is. Um, why, why is that? Oh, it's, it's awesome. You know, double stands, you know, super, super nice pool. Then, then eight lane. So it's like, it's like IUPUI, but just long outside and in like the warmth of Texas summer. So if they did it in late June, 
I, it wouldn't even be like super hot. Like it'd be warm yeah. or it'd be hot, but it wouldn't be. But it would when be they like did it in August, it was like really hot. It was like 105, and that was a lot. Yeah, when 2015. Yeah, yeah, people were just like pouring sweat in the locker room trying to put on their suits, and yeah. so it was a constant <laughs> battle, like drying yourself off, pulling your suit up a little bit. And then like drying and like just rinse and repeat that cycle. Um, and yeah, I, and then there's that indoor 50 meter pool. I think, I think it's like one of my favorite facilities of all time. Um, or hypothetical. Yeah. We just host a short course yards meet, or we just do like people, you know, when we like the whole Coleman Stewart situation, why don't we just, we have the facilities to host a short course meters meet. Why don't we just host a short course meters meet? Um, because, and honestly, it's like, it's not that much difference from short course yards. So like, and I think it would just be kind of fun to switch things up. And because honestly, this is the year, probably if there's no world selection meet or anything, and it's honestly just the U.S. nationals, why not? Let, let's switch it up. Let's do something fun. Like, let's not just kind of do the same old, same old. Um but I don't know. That's just my opinion. Agreed. Especially if like, if the long course nationals doesn't, isn't qualifying you for anything, right. If it doesn't like yeah. mean anything in the future, it, it seems like you'd want to have a format where the athletes are having a little more fun and there's a little more excitement. So then maybe records could get broken potentially. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It seems like it'd be cool. Um, that's an interesting thought. So I also, my thought on 2023 would be if they, if you have worlds, wugs and Pan Ams, however, however you qualify for those. And then they, they select the, the next world champs from the top two of all those meets. Mm, yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Which I guess it, that, that's just an option that popped into my mind when you were talking about that. That's like, Oh, okay. Maybe, maybe that would work. I don't know how they're going to do that. I'm glad I'm not the one deciding it. I was, I'm glad I'm not deciding that either. That's, that's, that's rough. And really like, you just have to know you're not going to please everyone. There's always going to be someone that's like, are you kidding me? This is the worst idea ever. Uh, yeah. But why don't we have a long course prelims finals meet? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, you know, whatever they do, I would, I would love to see them go outside the box a little. It'd be, it sounds like it'd be really fun, but you yeah, know, not going to please for, everyone. But this year, I think they, I think it would be fun too. Yeah. Cause I'm sure, well, I'd, I'd be curious to know what's going to happen to Greensboro. Like, are yeah, they going to make definitely. it a pro swim series or is it still going to be like a nationals? Cause if it is a nationals, then yeah. Like if people were like, just get on stay on schedule, come down for that, then heck yeah, I, I would hundred percent be all on board for like having something crazy in like June or July, just do, yeah. Short course yards me, just see kind of whatever. Um, but I don't know that that's if they keep Greensboro or if it becomes a pro swim series or they just scrap it all together. I don't know. Um, just be very, very curious. Yeah. Same. I, so well obviously on swim sam we'll keep you posted but yeah we'll we'll see what usa swimming what fina decide and uh i guess go from there but 
Ryan, it's it's always great talking to you. Thank you so much for taking the time today to sit down and chat. Uh, yeah. Any parting thoughts before we sign off? Um, just thank you for having me. I'm sorry if I rambled and just got off topic on a few questions. I feel like I can do that sometimes. Um, but no, uh, just thank you for having me. And I'm sticking to my guns. Ryan Relay. Okay, Ryan, last thought. A Ryan, all Ryan relay, it would be a solid top three podium in each relay, short course yards, 200, 200, 400. And the only one we may not like be top three in would be four by two long course. But I'm, I'm fairly positive we could be a solid top three relay in, in each one. And then also another thing is we need to find, there has to be a female pronunciation of ryan besides ryan white out there in the swimming world that we could make a mixed relay like i'm I'm thinking about all the possible ryan combinations of and then yeah well one last thing then like the conversation this morning after like the the article blew up and it's got Uh like all these comments Uh we're like okay well what's like the fastest ohio relay what's the (laughs) fastest like what's the fastest illinois relay He's like, oh yeah, no one's beating me. I'm like the, and we had this guy who's a breaststroker from Alaska. And I was like, he's like, I'm on the Anchorage, I'm on the Alaska relay. Um, and so it was all like, just kind of fun, goofy conversations. But yeah, we're, we're trying to make this Ryan relay um, a thing uh, somehow. I don't know how it would happen, but we, we should definitely try and make it happen. Ryan Lochte, we're putting out the call. If you just, if you want to get back in the pool again and do ISL, I feel like we could, I feel like that could happen somehow. But yeah, we 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 have questions and we need answers. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>